You might remember Garland Nixon, friend of the show, his famous tweet now that went all around Taiwan and the mainland. He was being satirical, talking about how Nord Stream, uh, the Nord Stream terrorist attack, the blowing up of Nord Stream, which was done by the United States, is only the beginning as the U.S. starts to plan its plot of destruction of for Taiwan. And we've talked about on the show, both together and separately, Garland and I, this idea that the United States would target TSMC. And again, this is kind of in jest, but when you think about Taiwan, when you think about how a war might be waged around it, right? How the United States sends warships, militarizing, sending troops, sending weapons to the island. When you think about what would happen during a hot conflict with China, you have to understand that TSMC is going to be right in the thick of it because the United States sees TSMC as a potential problem, not as an asset. They're trying. The United States is trying so hard to wrestle away right, the semiconductor industry from China. The problem is, is that most trade between Taiwan semiconductor industry around the world actually happens through the mainland. Most trade that Taiwan does, the mainland is so critical. You can't separate the two, no matter how much the collective West, the United States at the lead, tries to do so. So we've talked about, well, TSMC is a target just like Nord Stream was a target. If the United States, with the direction of the CIA, the direction of Norway and all of these other clients that the United States has used in its proxy war with Russia to blow up Nord Stream, who's to say that TSMC is safe? That this semiconductor corporation, which is so critical not just to Taiwan's economic life, but also to the world, because semiconductors are uh, perhaps the most valuable uh, technology that we have today, powering our computers, our phones, our uh, our cameras, so many things are powered by semiconductor technology. It's only to say that TSMC is a target. Well, we might have been talking about it in jest or theoretically, but it seems like that the United States is actually planning, actually planning to destroy TSMC just to wage war against China. And I'm going to show you why. So Seth Moulton, he's a Democrat. He's a neocon. Seth Moulton is on the Chinese Communist Party House Committee. Seth Moulton was at the, I believe it's called the Milken Institute, another one of these think tanks. He was speaking with Michelle Flournoy. If you remember Michelle Flournoy, she was in the running for the Defense Department, Secretary of State, Secretary, Secretary of Defense position for the Defense Department. She was passed up for Lloyd Austin, former Raytheon board member, because she had too much baggage. She had history going back to the Clinton years of being a hawkish humanitarian interventionist, and she ended up being legitimately a, a liability for the Biden campaign. So what happened was he chose someone else. And I'm going to pull up now. Uh, let's see where it is. Here we go. I'm going to blow up now the video. It's a TikTok video. So let me just uh, expand it so you all can see. Let me see. I'll, I'll do this format. And here's Seth Moulton. Here's what he had to say about war with China 
and how TSMC is a legitimate target. Here we go. Just making it very clear to the Chinese that if you invade Taiwan, we're going to blow up TSMC. I just throw that out, not because that's necessarily the best strategy, but because it's an example. <laughs> no, of no, no, no. If you do that, you have a $2 trillion economic impact on the global economy within yeah. the first year. And a, you'd put manufacturing around the world at a standstill. I mean, it, this would be, this is a terrible idea. Just being so that's Michelle Flournoy. Michelle Flournoy has never seen a war she doesn't like. All right. Michelle Flournoy supported it was big in the Libya debacle. Michelle Flournoy was big in the Syria debacle. She's a staunch advocate. I'm talking about a staunch advocate, a neocon hawk for what's happening with Ukraine. She is now the top. Uh, you know, she's now at the top of the Center for New American Security, which is one of the most hawkish think tanks right now in the world funded by the military industrial complex. She is not for peace, yet she is telling Seth Moulton here. Here, you got to listen to this again. This is incredible because she is telling Seth Moulton, this is a terrible idea. You're going to destroy the world economy. I mean, forget people, forget China, forget Taiwan, forget the people because she's not concerned about that. She's concerned about the economy and, and rightfully so. And she absolutely publicly rejects what he has to say. But the fact that Seth Moulton is saying it means that this is being discussed legitimately. Making it very clear to the Chinese that if you invade Taiwan, we're going to blow up TSMC. We should make it very clear to the Chinese that if they invade Taiwan, we will blow up TSMC. First of all, what kind of military strategy is that? It reminds me of Ukraine, right? Just, you know, blow up Nord Stream because... Who cares about what happens to Europe? Well, obviously, the United States doesn't care what happens to Taiwan either. The United States obviously doesn't care what happens to any country that happens to be in the middle of its wars. The United States only cares about waging war with China. And so this tech war, despite the fact that blowing up TSMC would not just escalate a tech war, it would destroy the high-tech industry worldwide because TSMC is actually that important. It's one of the reasons why China is trying to become independent completely because of the export bans, because of the sanctions, all of it, but also because when war actually happens, China's going to need... Uh, the United States is not going to hit China, mainland. It will not, because China has the military capabilities. China has... The only thing that could happen is a nuclear confrontation uh, where the United States is shooting at the Chinese mainland. And no other way. There's not going to be troop invasion. None of that. That's not going to happen. So China understands this. And China's saying, well, we're trying to become independent because these sanctions, they're trying to squeeze us. But also, look, TSMC obviously doesn't have a future if the United States has anything to say about it. So listen to the rest of this and then we'll move on. I just throw that out, not because that's necessarily the best strategy, but because <laughs> I just throw that out because it's not the best strategy. It's it's not the best strategy, right? No, 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 no. I'm not I'm not saying this because uh, it's the best strategy. I'm saying it because we've got to look tough on China. We've got to bully China. We also have to show China, and this is what everyone in the collective West in the United States, in particular, is saying at the top. These neocon hawks, they're all saying this. We need to say, and you're going to see the Washington Post say this. 
we need to show China just how aggressive we are. That is what Seth Moulton is saying here, and he's backed up by powerful forces within the establishment. Is this an example? <laughs> no, of no, 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 no. If you do that. No, 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 little man. No, 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 no. I'm Michelle Flournoy. I am a former undersecretary of defense, right? That she served that under Obama. I am the head of Center for New American Security. I actually work for the military industrial complex and we kind of write your policies. No, 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 no. Here, here's what she has you to have say. a $2 trillion economic impact on the global economy within yeah. the first. $2 trillion. That's what Seth Moulton and these neocons want to blow up. $2 trillion. First year, and you'd put manufacturing around the world at a standstill. I mean, yes, there would be an economic collapse because without the semiconductor technology that TSMC is producing, you're not going to have any of the supply chains operating and working around basically all essential technology. And this would be this is a terrible idea. So, there you have a war hawk telling Seth Moulton just how idiotic he is and the fact of the matter is though is it doesn't matter how idiotic he is because this is a real conversation that's happening that 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 doesn't come out of nowhere that's not coming out of nowhere that is a conversation that's been had within the chinese communist party house committee that's being had among top brass within u.s congress definitely within the biden administration if the biden administration is willing to blow up nord stream to get at Russia, to try to strangle Russia, but also strangle the European Union. Who's to say that TSMC, in order to strangle China, to strangle uh, Asia, that the United States wouldn't do it? So this is a very serious development, a very serious development. And I want to um, I want to pl- now show you. So that was the – I want to show you a report on this, okay? I want to show you a report on this because it gives some important context. All right. So this is from the Eurasian Times, which is an Indian publication. U.S. starts to blow up Taiwan semiconductor manufacturing firm if China invades the island Taipei. Unhappy. So this is going to talk about the response. So U.S. Congressman Seth Moulton suggested that should Uh, The U.S. should warn China by threatening to target Taiwan's Semiconductor Manufacturing Corporation if China were to attack the island. So during a conference at the Milken Institute, a California-based think tank, you know, one of these slush funds for billionaires and millionaires, U.S. Congressman Seth Moulton was asked about the potential deterrent impact of U.S. chip policy on China. And he said explicitly that the U.S. should warn China that it would destroy TSMC if China were to invade. We should make it very clear to the Chinese that if you invade Taiwan, we're going to blow up TSMC. And then, of course, I talked about how Flournoy was very opposed to that. So in response to a query from the media before a legislative yuan session on May 8th, Chu Kuchang was asked to share his thoughts on Seth Moulton's statement. So this is the response from Taiwan's government. Okay, this is the response from their government because. They're not happy, and you won't believe what they say, okay? Because this is, this is hilarious. So Choco Chang, okay, he, um, you know, he is a representative, okay? He's a retired, uh, 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 he's a Taiwan politician. He's part of 
the status quo right now. He used to serve in the uh, uh, Ministry of Defense, okay? So that's who he is. And he was asked about this issue. And this is what he had to say. He reiterated that Taiwan's armed forces safeguard the nation's its citizens' resources, materials, and strategic assets. He emphasized that the armed forces would not tolerate any attempt to destroy such facilities, whether intentional or not. So I just want to emphasize what that really means. It means that Taiwan, these officials who are being, mind you, these officials in Taiwan, the DPP, uh, they are being pushed into a war and they are championing it themselves. They are puppets of the United States. They're championing a war with China. And now they're being forced to say that they will defend their TSMC from the United States, not from China, whether intentional or not. That is a direct nod to Nord Stream because there are, there's been all sorts of conversations about Nord Stream. Was it intentional? Was it not? Who did it? And then, of course, Seymour Hirsch blew the lid off of it. But now you have Taiwan authorities talking about intentional or not, we're going to defend Taiwan and TSMC from the United States. This means that this is a serious concern, not just a joke, not just a, a Freudian slip. Now, this is a serious concern. So escalating tensions in the Taiwan Strait have sparked concerns about a Chinese annexation of the island. The situation intensified further during large-scale military drills conducted by Beijing in response to Nancy Pelosi's visit, as I said. So Again, this is not a pro-China media article, obviously. Uh, they're talking about annexation. That's not even on the table. Reunification is on the table, and China wants to reunify based on a 5,000-year history with Taiwan that was broken up by colonization and then U.S. meddling. So the United States has been increasingly concerned about Beijing's, China's potential attempts to acquire Taiwan's vital chip technology. Well, Taiwan is part of China. The Taiwan authorities do major business with China. More than half of Taiwan's trade is to the mainland. It only makes sense. And China and Taiwan are actually very complementary in that what Taiwan produces regarding semiconductors, China does a lot of the manufacturing output afterward. So what TSMC does cannot actually happen with, without the mainland. So there have been suggestions by some former U.S. officials to take extreme measures, such as warning China that TSMC facilities would be destroyed if the island were occupied as a means of deterrence and preventing China from acquiring Taiwan's crucial chip production plants. Taiwan officials have been dismissive of such ideas, and currently there are no plans to consider such tactics. Well, no. Why would Taiwan authorities, who are already having trouble, why would the DPP, already having trouble at local elections, admit that they're trying to blow up their own that they're trying to blow up their own manufacturing hub, essentially its entire economy. If TSMC were taken out, Taiwan would not even have an economy. So, for example, Taiwan security chief allayed these concerns by assuring that Taiwan's semiconductor industry, which serves as a flagship sector, would not be targeted for destruction in the event of an invasion by China. So several countries, countries have actively courted the TSMC to expand its operations within their countries. TSMC has made significant investments amounting to billions of dollars in establishing a chip fabrication plant in Arizona. According to the U.S. National Security Council, the potential loss of Taiwan's semiconductor manufacturing corporation in the event of a Chinese invasion is estimated to have an impact exceeding $1 trillion. 
So experts point out that TSMC represents a complete ecosystem that is highly unlikely to be relocated. Even if Beijing were to occupy TSMC, it would be virtually impossible for them to maintain the chip production capabilities of the country. So there you have it. I mean, you have this obsession with... So you have Chen Tong here, the Taiwan's National Security Council, highlighting if in the event um, that a Dutch multinational providing key supplies to the Taiwan firm is unable to sell its lithography systems to TSMC, there's nothing TSMC can do. So they're talking about some of the vulnerabilities, okay? But the point here is that there's an obsession with, is China going to invade? Is it going to occupy? But the problem here is that it's the United States talking about blowing up TSMC as if it were Nord Stream. And I want to ta- show you just how serious this really is because, well, you have Seth Moulton saying this, sure. It's not just Seth Moulton. It's not just Seth Moulton. It's the Washington Post publishing opinion articles, basically giving justification and apologia to what Seth Moulton says said. And if you know anything about, if you know anything about, uh, let me just scroll down so everyone can see. If you know anything about um, the Washington Post, you know that it is owned essentially by uh, the CIA, by Amazon, and then it has a major contract with the Central Intelligence Agency. It is essentially one of the few paper of records in the United States overall in terms of private media, corporate media, but it is one of the most hawkish neocon outlets in the United States and in the world. So this is what they had to say directly after Seth Moulton said this, blow up the microchips, what a Taiwan spat says about U.S. strategy. So here we go. This is going to get real ugly, so buckle up. Deterring Chinese military aggression against Taiwan, a self-governed island. So they always say this, self-governed, right? It's self-governed. Taiwan is self-governed. Taiwan, yes, has an autonomous government in that it has the ability to govern affairs on Taiwan, but it does not have enough, the authority that a con- that you know a nation has to essentially write its own constitution that would dictate nation-state status, and it doesn't have UN recognition. So while it is self-governed, they love to say that to emphasize that, oh, maybe it could be a country. No, it couldn't be a country because it doesn't have recognition. The United States, the EU, the United Nations, no one recognizes Taiwan as an independent country. The reality is that uh, the Republic of China, which is the governing body of Taiwan, believes itself to be the government of all of China, but it just is not. It isn't. There, there's no recognition of it as such, and it hasn't been that way for more than 50 years. So War Games envision a naval and air campaign led by U.S. forces in Japan to defeat a Chinese assault. But if that fails, what other tricks might the United States have up its sleeve? So, I mean, this is the beginning of the article. They're already talking about, well, you know, we can do that military thing, but we might fail. So what else can we do, right? If we can't do war games, if we can't strike China the way we want, well, well, look at what Seth Moulton had to say, one of the Democratic Party's leading voices on defense, a member of the House Select Committee on the Chinese Communist Party, mentioned one possible option. What if Washington emphasized that a Chinese takeover would lead to the destruction of Taiwan's world-class microchip industry, specifically its flagship firm, Taiwan Semiconductor Manufacturing Corporation? China might be less likely to spill blood and treasure, Moulton suggested, to capture a broken economy and shattered 
technological base. So there you have it. You had not too long ago our um, favorite secretary of, uh, of treasury, right? You had Biden secretary Janet Yellen. She has said straight up that national security concerns with regard to China, with regard to Russia, take priority over economic concerns. So she has said that. She has said that when it comes to the blowback on sanctions. And this is just another iteration of this, that no, we will blow up that corporation even if it hurts the overall economy, a la Nord Stream, anybody? Nord Stream didn't benefit the world economy. No, Europe has been devastated by what happened to Nord Stream, the U.S. destruction of Nord Stream. So speaking at the Milken Institute, Moulton said further, one of the interesting ideas that's been floated there out there for deterrence is just making it very clear that to China, if you invade Taiwan, we're going to blow up TSMC. I don't throw the, I, you know, he said, I, we, I showed you, it's not a good idea necessarily. And then of course, Flournoy basically said, shh, 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 don't, don't talk, little man. So on Monday, Taiwan's defense minister, Chu Ko-Chang, was asked about Moulton's remarks. He shot back with a warning. The defense minister said that the armed forces are responsible for defending Taiwan and its people, materials, and strategic resources. If they want to bomb this or that, the armed forces will not tolerate that kind of situation. So basically saying, we'll defend, <laughs> we'll defend ourselves from the United States. This stat is clarifying, says Jason Willick. This is Jason Willick, who is a neocon in his own right. As China's threatening activities have increased over the past decade, Washington ties to Taipei have steadily tightened, but that doesn't mean Taiwan's interests in Americas will always be identical. One reason, so they're already saying this, they're already saying, get this, they're already telling us that Taiwan's interests are not the U.S.'s interests. That's how you know the United States is a absolutely rabid, a warmongering state. It is a neocon, it is a psychotic neocon state. Does not care about anyone else's interests, but its own. One reason is the U.S. has invested in Taiwan security, in addition to the island's crucial geographic position and free political system, is its mastery of semiconductor manufacturing. So that's one of the reasons that it's invested in Taiwan. As a historian from Tufts University, Chris Miller showed in a 2022 book, Chip War, Taiwan's 20th century leaders intentionally built a microtechnology industry to tightly integrated with the U.S. market in part to increase the island's strategic value to Washington. As Americans grew skeptical of military commitments in Asia amid uh, the Vietnam War, uh, Miller writes, Taiwan desperately needed to diversify its connections with the U.S. The island's technological savvy also makes unification more desirable to Beijing. And if Taiwan were about to fall under Chinese Communist Party control, of course, it would be in the U.S.'s interest to minimize China's technological economic windfall. That might not entail blowing up TSMC, but many of Taiwan's semiconductor corporations presumably contain equipment with sensitive applications that could be sabotaged, disabled, or whisked away. So, again, I, I've got to be clear here. Even if the idea is not to blow it up, this, this author in the Washington Post is directly following up Seth Moulton, promoting the idea, speaking for the neocons. What he is saying is that, okay, well, yeah, 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 we might not blow up the corporation, but we will make sure that it's under our control. We will steal it. We will control it. Or we will essentially sabotage it so China can't benefit from it. 
essentially this tech war is about war. It's not about economics. If this were about economics, the United States would be not trying to sabotage or destroy these crown jewels in Asia. It would be trying to do business fairly. It would be trying to compete with China around business that TSMC does, but it cannot do that. So it only has the war option. So Biden has been excoriated for leaving $7 billion in military equipment in Afghanistan as that country fell to the Taliban in 2021. It's hard to imagine that a White House on the cusp of losing Taiwan wouldn't think about how to ensure dual-use technology worth far more doesn't fall into the hands of a great power rival. This might devastate the global economy, but China's subordination of Taiwan would have catastrophic economic consequences on its own. So... Again, they're saying that even though the global economy would be ruined by destroying TSMC, well, there's this threat that China is going to take it over. China has no interest in taking over TSMC. China has for years, decades since reform and opening up, done robust economic partnerships and cooperation with Taiwan, so much so that Taiwan's companies thrive in the Chinese mainland, that Taiwan needs mainland investment. It needs to invest in the mainland to essentially have whatever economy it has now, which is now at risk from the United States. So China doesn't want to take over anything. It's doing just fine doing business with Taiwan's corporations. So some tension uh, this continues between Washington and Taipei on the subject, at least behind the scenes, might be helpful the U.S. has less ability to deter China, China from invading or blockading Taiwan if the island doesn't prepare urgently for its own defense. Ukraine's experience under Russian attack has shown that once an ally holds off an invasion, the U.S. is more likely to come to its aid. Yet Taiwan's military response to the threat from China has been slow. Its low defense spending relatively to countries such as Israel is often explained by Taiwan's voters' expectations of U.S. protection. Others might calculate that the stakes of China's threats are not as high as the U.S. says, that their lives might be able to continue mostly as normal, if even if Beijing did alter the cross-straits status quo. This is, I mean, this is absolutely just mind-boggling. It is, I mean, this is just how utterly brain-rot the neocon foreign policy establishment is. This is how brain-dead the brain-rot is so real. First of all, Taiwan's not a country. So why would Taiwan spend more than Israel, a heavily militarized nation state that was created by the collective West to be a milit- essentially a military outpost of the West in the Middle East? That's what Israel is all about. That's what Zionism was all about, the empowerment of it. Why would it have the same security concerns? Literally, Israel is surrounded by Arab countries uh, occupying Palestine. It has a lot of defense concerns because it's an occupying force. Taiwan is not an occupying force. Taiwan is an island that legally belongs to China. And these, the island of Taiwan and mainland China have thousands of years of history where there's been no conflict. It's only been up until recently, Japanese colonization, 19th century. Then you had the U.S. meddling after the uh, revolution, after 1949. Um, All of this is to say 
that Taiwan is not any, this is all just complaining that there needs to be more militarization of Taiwan and perhaps threatening to blow up TSMC or to sabotage it or to, uh, you know, maneuver economically to weaken Taiwan might influence Taiwan, it influences its authorities to speed up the process of war. I mean, that's how much the United States is willing to bully even its so-called staunchest allies, which the DPP, the current leadership in Taiwan, is you know worse than a vassal, right? Worse than a vassal in the sense that they literally kiss the ring even if stuff like this happens. But now they're going a bit too far. So not if so, I'm going to continue. Not if the island's leading industry were destroyed in the process. Molten suggestion might just not just make China think twice. It could pressure Taiwan's political leaders to beef up the island's defenses. So there's almost like this military psychology going on. If we threaten Taiwan indirectly, if we say, well, we'll blow up TSMC because of China, well, maybe Taiwan will beef up its security so that it can prepare itself for a war that we want to wage on China. That's the logic here. Liberal internationalists, I don't want to use that word. I'm going to say interventionists. Sometimes imagine the United States makes military commitments around the world for ideological reasons or that its priorities and those of the world's democracies are inseparable. But military commitments are unlikely to endure under pressure unless they serve U.S. strategic and economic interests. There you go. Ding, 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 ding. Admission. Military commitments are unlikely to endure unless pr under pressure unless they serve U.S. strategic in economic interests. So that's what the US, that's what he's saying the neocons are trying to do. They're trying to make war with China, war with China over Taiwan about their economic and strategic interests. And so Washington and Taipei now share a vital interest in Taiwan's independence, but the two governments are still seeking a strategy that can deter rising China without provoking military assault. Do you see that? But the two governments, so here you not only have him trying to say that Taiwan it has an interest in independence, which it does not, because that's China's red line. And China has said how many times now that that's the red line for war, that just like Ukraine, the red line was, well, you're coming up to our borders, you're assaulting Donbass, you're just you're killing Russians, just like that was the red line. Ukraine was the red line for Russia. Taiwan independence is the red line for China. We will need more boundary pushing. So this he's complaining that the deterrence of rising china without a military assault is not enough and so that's how you know both that this current strategy is failing but also that seth moulton's comments about blowing up tsmc are seriously being thought about because this article was in direct response the neocons put this person out into the forefront to say this is a great op-ed to promote the neocon line about this issue. We need to support what Moulton said. We cannot disregard it. But that won't be possible so long. Uh, so boundary pushing, thinking like Moulton's, we need more of that. We will need more of boundary pushing. Boundary pushing, that's a very interesting way of putting, we will need more provocative threats that would lead to World War III. That's what this person is saying. But that won't be possible as long as a polite foreign policy world understands geopolitics as a liberal humanitarian mission. The U.S. needs a clear vision of its own interests in the Taiwan Strait in order to successfully defend them. So this is Jason Willick, who's a regular Washington Post columnist 
and he does foreign affairs. He's been in the Wall Street Journal, American Interest. He's a neocon. He's a neocon because he's defending Seth Moulton more than Seth Moulton defended Seth Moulton. So that's how you know that this push for war with China over Taiwan is very serious. That's how you know that this threat to blow up TSMC is very serious. And it's all part of this larger tech war on China, which is all about trying to contain China, trying to conduct regime change on China, and really building up toward a hot war with China. And so when I say that Seth Moulton, well, he immediately prefaced his comments with, well, that's probably not the best idea. Just know that that is being spoken about along every conversation that is happening about what to do about China that the neocons are engaging in. They're engaging in these conversations every day, perhaps every day for several hours. Who know China is obviously at the top of the agenda, right? China is at the top of the agenda. That is the crown jewel of the U.S. foreign policy establishment. How do you get rid of China's rising influence around the world? And there are many ways to do that. And the U.S. is attempting to exercise all ways to do that. And the biggest and perhaps most lucrative area, sector, where this war is occurring is in the tech sector. Because high technology is something that the United States is falling just absolutely so far behind, right? The Australian Strategic Policy Institute, you might remember them from, um, from the Uyghur uh, uh, issue, right? And they actually talked about how China has surpassed the United States in most of the key industries, okay? So they have a critical technology tracker. I'm just going to show you this really quick because part of the reason why there's so much aggression, and again, the ASPI, the Australian Strategic Policy Institute, is literally funded by the military-industrial complex, the Australian Defense Department, the Austra- and the U.S. Defense Department. And this technology tracker says that uh, 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 the problem here is that China's global lead now in te- high technology extends to 37 out of 44 technology that this they're now tracking. And this includes fields spanning from defense, space, aeronautics, ro- I mean, robotics, energy, environment, artificial intelligence, advanced quantum key quantum technology areas. So we're talking about China having a lead over the United States, right? a lead across the tech industry, the tech field. And that means that China is even more soundly and resolutely stable than the United States wants. The U.S. wants to break China. It wants to weaken China, wants to contain China and overthrow the Chinese government. Well, you can't do that if China is leading in all these areas. So they talk about competition and we need jobs and all this stuff. But the politicians, these neocons, at the head of the United States, they're not thinking about that. They're thinking about what Seth Moulton is thinking about. How do we sabotage the tech industry so that China not only uh, weakens and slows down, but potentially is unable to defend itself in a war that we are preparing? That's the reality here. 
We have to understand that the neocons, the foreign policy establishment in the United States, leading the collective West down the drain of endless war, is not really interested in economics so much as it's interested in serving the elites, right? They're, they're corporate elites, sure, but especially the military-industrial complex. That's what a lot of this is about. And Taiwan's TSMC is getting caught up in a potential Nord Stream scenario, which would devastate not just the world economy, it would essentially destroy Taiwan, but it would send humanity back very, very far. Because any attack on TSMC, right, any sabotage of TSMC would also cross China's red line, because that would essentially be a war provocation. And we know that the United States cannot stop talking about how to violate this red line. Literally, the article, Seth Moulton, they're all talking about it. Washington Post, New York Times, the entire media talks about Taiwan independence, talks about how to make Taiwan independent. All of that meddling is coming up to that red line and starting to flirt with sticking your toes, sticking the U.S. toes, these neocon toes over it. Once it goes over, there will be war, it will go nuclear, and that's it. That's as simple as it gets, right? So that's what we need to know, and that's why this is so important to understand that when Seth Moulton says this, just know that he means it because the people that control Seth Moulton, they mean it. They mean real business, the business of war, and they're trying to escalate and start it with China.